Hi, this is Charles Grodin, and you're listening to TV Confidential. When we learned that Richard Pryor was going to host the show, we were all thrilled. As I've said, he was my comedy hero. He was making an attempt at taking care of his health, so he didn't appear to be on drugs. When he noticed I was bringing thermoses of homemade soup to work, he asked for a taste. He loved it. So every day that week, I made a different soup for him. What a wonderful feeling it was to feed Richard Pryor. Ed Robertson and author guest Lorraine Newman. Lorraine Newman, one of the original Not Ready for Prime Time players from NBC's Saturday Night Live, one of the founding members of the groundbreaking improv comedy troupe, The Groundlings, and one of the top voice actors in animation today. While Lorraine has always had a gift for voices, dialects, and creating characters, since she was a young girl, in many respects, by her own admission, she really came into her own as a performer for the first time once she became a voice actor. That is one of the many takeaways from Lorraine's new memoir, May You Live in Interesting Times, a nine-hour audiobook in which Lorraine not only shares stories of her life and career before, during, and after Saturday Night Live, but slips in and out of the many voices that she has created and entertained us with over the past 50 years. May you live in interesting times. Available now as an audiobook through audible.com. Also includes many stories that give you a glimpse of the human side of some of the many iconic showbiz figures that Lorraine has crossed paths with throughout her life and career, including the time she made soup for Richard Pryor, farted in front of Prince, was kissed by Paul McCartney, and the thrill she got when she realized that both John Lennon and Woody Allen were both fans of Saturday Night Live. May You Live in Interesting Times by Lorraine Newman, available audible.com forward slash Lorraine Newman. You can follow Lorraine on Twitter and on Instagram as well as LorraineNewman.com. We have two people in common besides Jeff Abraham. Oh, okay. One is Rob Paulson. Oh, I love Rob so much he's one of the finer human beings yes. in this world yes and and his story like your story has a happy ending yes oh my god what he's been through yes absolutely uh the other person we have in common i don't know him as well as i know rob rob visited our program that's how i got to know rob but uh mm-hmm. i met tom kenny at oh. at the Billy Wilder Theater about 10 years ago. I was new in town, and I was trying to find where the, the particular theater where the venue was showing. And Tom and his kid, they helped. They, they walked me to the theater, and we had a little chat on the elevator and all that stuff. So. Oh, he's so, oh, my God, one of the funniest people ever. And I've done several series with him, too, and he's directed me on SpongeBob. And it's so wonderful when you have that kind of, intimate experience of working together mm-hmm. where you know what you can expect from someone and you know how to get something out of them. And that's what it's been like, you know, with Tom. Also, you know, he's this great band, Tom Kenny and the High Seas, and he and I have the exact same taste in music. So uh, I've seen him go perform, you know, in that band, and he, he learned one Righteous Brothers song just for me. <laughs> Well, there you go. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I, have, I, have, I have a theory. I, fi- I, I find that in many cases the best actors, and this works for uh, – I think this works for both on-screen uh, directing and voiceover directing. The best directors are 
directors who who themselves are actors because they know what it means to be an actor and therefore they could talk to you on a level that nobody else can. Yeah, they do. They have the language. They know the language and they know the instrument the way a director might not. But the directors, I tell you, I've had so many great directors who have taught me so much and who themselves are incredibly talented, funny people. Mm-hmm. That you know aren't necessarily like Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, although she does work as a voice actor, is a superb voice director and is also like a rock star in Russia because she did the vocal uh, soundtrack for Silent Hill and it became this huge hit. So she does like stadium shows in Russia, but she's this incredible encyclopedic, you know, of comedy person who you know knows how to pull references from comedies and from stand-up and and character work that only that group of people would know because it's their passion lorraine newman is our guest this hour lorraine's new audio memoir may you live in interesting times available through audible.com audible.com forward slash lorraine newman stay with us folks we'll be right back we mentioned earlier, folks, it is a very, very entertaining memoir. It will make you laugh out loud. It, I, don't know, I don't know whether you've used this word to describe the book, Lorraine, but it is a very inspiring memoir because you talk a lot about failure. You talk a lot about your failures, you know, auditions that did not go well, dates that did not go well. But the one thing that shines through is no matter how hard you may have fallen, you never stayed down, you did not quit, instead you kept going. And that's, and that's the difference between failure and success. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that. I, I had noticed, I mean, subsequent to my writing this, I've noticed now that a lot of people write about failure in their memoirs. But up until that point, I really hadn't noticed that that much. And it kind of it bugged me because I thought it's really important to talk about that and to acknowledge it because it's a human experience. Everybody knows what it's like to be disappointed in themselves. So I just I think that it was something that I really wanted to touch on because I knew that people could relate to that. And if if I may, I kept reminding myself as you're talking about there there were there were moments where especially when you talk about the first year or so of SNL, I thought you were a little hard on yourself, Lorraine, because you know remember you're you're not even 24 years old when this is happening, so you did the best you could with the equipment you had, and yeah, we, we could all do if if we look back, we do we could do things differently, but you did the best you could. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, you know, I'm not unusual in the sense that many actors have trouble watching their work because between the time that you've done it and maybe even like weeks later, you've learned something new. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh, I could have done, oh, God, why why didn't I, ah, darn it, you know. So I think that that's not an unusual experience. It's just that there were other things about navigating the show that I really wish that I had caught on about faster than I did. And I wish that I'd had more experience as a performer uh, than I did when I got there. I'm more confident because it's so important to have that on SNL. That, that's true, although one thing you had going for you that I understand none of the other 
people had going for them is that you are the only one of the original cast members who who did not have to audition because Lauren Michaels already knew who you were and what you could do. Yeah, he had worked with me once before the show on a Lily Tomlin special. And uh, both times, I mean, when I tell people this, it's, it's just like, oh, don't tell me that. Um, I did not know I was auditioning. I was just doing the show. And, of course, that's ideal. Because yeah. The performance anxiety I have is absolutely paralyzing. And had I known, it might have been a whole different story. We have an email question for you. This is from David. David's listening to us in Brandon, Florida. Um, David has a question about uh, one of your credits after Saturday Night Live. And you talk about some of your post-SNL credits in May You Live in Interesting Time. David specifically asks about the episode of the George Burns Comedy Week you did around 85. Do you have any recollection of what you did? And did you ever cross paths with George Burns? Um, it was just the namesake of the show, an anthology show. It was directed by my friend Carl Gottlieb, who, among many things, wrote the screenplay for Jaws. And um, I remember the title of it, but I couldn't tell you what it was about. It was like something Honey Bunny or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, George Burns, I don't even know if he was, he may have still been alive at that time, but no, it was just. He was just the namesake of the show. It would have been amazing to have met him. Well, you did not have any George Burns encounters. You have a great Danny Kay encounter in the book. You have you have a great one of my favorite episodes of the book is the story you tell about bumping into Fred Astaire on Rodeo Drive. Oh yeah. Well, I didn't bump into him. I mean, he didn't bump into me. I kind of tapped on the shoulder and startled him. And, you know, was gushing, and he said, it's nice to be remembered. And I was so struck by that, by the idea that he thought that anybody might not remember him. But I think for performers, when you don't perform for a long time, you feel like you don't exist. You don't have an identity because you feel so defined by your work, which is not healthy. But that's how it is for a lot of us. And it was interesting to see that when he started working again, starting with Ghost Story, which is a wonderful horror movie, mm-hmm. and then he just kept working. I mean, people like him and Don Amici and, you know, Ralph Bellamy and all these people, they just came alive. And he did, too. I mean, he went from what appeared to be a really decrepit old man to this lively, wonderful Brightly guy. Lorraine Newman is on the line with us. Lorraine Newman, one of the original Not Ready for Prime Time players of NBC's Saturday Night Live and the author of the new audio memoir, May You Live in Interesting Times. We will bring you our remaining moments with Lorraine after this quick timeout here in TV Confidential. This Week in TV History now has its own podcast. You can enjoy This Week in TV History with Tony Figueroa on Megaphone and wherever else you find podcast be part of our conversation if you like what you hear have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of tv confidential we'd love to hear from you you can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net you can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential x.com forward slash tvconfidential or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, 
please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.